0: here's two good friends
1: cheers cheers, cheers. hmm that sort of an oaky afterbirth mm. what was that she did tell me to uh get a beer and some cheese fries over at eskimo joe's that's very nice lovely i only hope you feel this way when i'm done because i could destroy this night in two seconds
2: why is that funny <laughs> Well, i think it's a bit funny to be trying to define nothing
1: <laughs> smooth as a bourbon on a summer day strong as a peated scotch in the winter night
0: this is a fair warning the catholic man show is about to begin
1: slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go we're burning daylight <laughs> Welcome to the Catholic Man Show, we're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. Adam Inahan here, sitting in studio with David Niles. Jim is back, he came from vacation, came back, uh, guarding the door for What's us up, this Jim? Evening. Good to have you back in the studio. The beard
2: continues to, imp- it just is getting better and better. Just growing
1: magnificently. It's glorious. Uh, we have thank-
2: it. Jim, thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you for keeping that up we have a, a great guest this evening talking about a a very timely topic a uh, very uh, season or liturgically correct topic maybe sure i, I don't know if it's actually it liturgically but yeah anyway we no. have emily jaminet uh joining us this evening to talk about the sacred heart of jesus one of my favorite topics to talk about thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us this evening
0: well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be hanging out on the Catholic Man Show and talking about the heart of Jesus. I can't think of anything better.
1: Yeah, talk about Jesus. That's like one of our favorite things to talk about. He is my, he's, he's probably my favorite. <laughs> Amen. So you have a book, um, you're you're going to give us all these secrets today. I'm pumped about getting like learning secrets. I like to be in the club. I like to be in the know. Yeah. So I'm pumped about. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your book and where they can get, where people can get it, and then that way we can and then we can start talking about what's in the book.
0: Sure. Um, my book is published by Ave Maria Press. It's Secrets of the Sacred Heart and it's Twelve Ways to Claim Jesus's Promises in Your Life. And so my favorite word in that title is the word claim. And empowering people to see that the, the 12 promises are a pathway to holiness to help you go deeper in your Catholic faith. It's um, made such a huge difference, not only in my life, but in the life of so many. So I break each promise down and make it digestible. I show them a little bit, you know, where this is related to in scripture and just how this came about, this awesome devotion to the heart of Jesus that I think causes spiritual stability so if you think the world's rocky go to the heart of jesus as fast as you can yeah so i think that it's interesting
1: uh, as we have you know protestants that live or that live that, that listen to this show and they may think it's kind of weird that we like focus on specific body parts of right. jesus to to you know to have like devotions towards and i was thinking yeah, about i think that there's
2: today. even a devotion to like the knees of jesus
1: oh really yeah i didn't know this one
2: i think th- i think there is
1: so I was just, I was thinking about that today, thinking about like, how do you, how do you really explain that? And I thought, well, you know, the, the hypostatic union, you have, you have Jesus and, you know, God and man, truly God, truly man. And if we are going to uh, try our best to, to understand Jesus as a man and understanding him as he is walking this earth, he completely gave every part of his body to, you know, he sacrificed every part of himself to us. The, the, the heart bled for us. And so that's just a, 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 a complete understanding of, of true sacrifice, sacrificial love towards uh, his created. Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- if we we're trying to instill this love, if we we're trying to instill love in our home and in the church, why not go to the
0: one who, who,
1: who is perfect in doing so? What do you think about that idea? I don't know this was this is just a rough thought that I had today. And so
0: it's a really good place to start. And I'm kind of on a mission to reintroduce the love of Christ back into the Catholic faith. Because let's be honest, a lot of people don't understand um, that when we go and we read the scriptures and we hear about Christ, it's always from a place of love that He instructs us. And there are key scripture passages that reveal that the heart of Christ is more than just a body organ, right? It's more than just, you know, putting, you know, his image up on the wall to feel good. It's it's a holy reminder of so much more so that we put on the right lenses as we read scripture, as we dive deeper to what love is. Our our, our society is in such a crisis over what is love. It's a battleground for that term, but the solution truly is the heart of Christ. Understanding that heart, knowing his virtues knowing his voice so we don't get confused
2: yeah you know i just think it's something that we don't uh take seriously enough just the idea of images in our lives um, they can be used so powerfully um to persuade a, one person or you know groups of people especially children yes yeah, so, yeah certainly but you know it it is similar i think to the divine mercy image right where christ was very insistent that Noah, I want this image to be painted and venerated. And he, he even give you know, like spiritual promises to people who would venerate the image. Um, and I think like the Sacred Heart is like the OG of Divine Mercy. Uh, how long, I, I don't even know, how long has the devotion been around?
0: Well, many say it's uh, the very beginning of Christianity because the Blessed Mother You know, her heart, the significance of his heart growing in the womb, connected with the Blessed Mother. Uh, We can look at St. John the Apostle as he rested his head in scripture, Uh, you know, at the time of the mm. Last Supper. So those scriptures really come alive when you begin to venerate his heart. But, um, you know, around 1670s in France, St. Margaret Mary Alico received these visions of Jesus where he appeared. And as you mentioned, his heart was outside his body. Now, it was um, a very unique thing. This is for, for Protestants. We don't take these uh, words lightly, such as vision, right, apparition. The church does a lot of research investigation before they approve anything. But what he really, his essence of visiting in 1670 is to put the heart back in devotion. He, he said, my heart is so in love with mankind, but often the response is coldness, indifference, and so we're invited to receive that love, share that love, and even offer up our trials as acts of reparation, super big word, reparation. But like you, you know, shared earlier, a prayer before we started, we just want to give everything back to the Lord. So it's, it's really an awesome, awesome devotion.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. That you know, Saint John may have been like one of the first ones to venerate uh, Jesus, you know, Sacred Heart when yeah. he rest rested his head. That's upon That's very
2: him. cool. I never thought about that.
1: Yeah, that that is really interesting. I like that.
2: So, I, you know, you typically see the Immaculate Heart and the Sacred Heart together. Why is yes. that?
0: Well, I think it's important for us to understand that Mary always leads us to Jesus, right? And Jesus always wants to introduce us to his mother. And if we can keep that balance in line, we have the right reverence for both of them. And you know, as we read in Luke uh, chapter one, you know the the beauty of Mary's yes, her fiat to receiving that child, and then yet her walking with Jesus all along. And you know, for the Sacred Heart devotion, another powerful scripture is really his crucifixion, his death, and when he's pierced in the with that in the heart. And blood and water pour forth. You know that's very significant because when Jesus appeared to Saint Margaret Mary Alico, you could see that pierced heart. And what's beautiful is the um, in the image, you know, his the crown of thorns is around the heart. There's a flame mm-hmm. in the heart. There's a, a cross in the heart. And um, this, you know, for many people, they might say like, you know, times were easier then in the 1670s, but they really were difficult times in the church, they were battling against Jansenism, which, you know, for our families, many of our peers don't go to church because they're busy or they're tired or they're eating pancakes, you know, but they were living in a culture where they didn't feel worthy to receive the love of God. And so um, I love this devotion because I like to say it's tried and true and it's gotten whole societies back on track. So I, I think it's time to reclaim this powerful devotion.
1: Yeah, so you give you give twelve twelve promises, or Christ gave twelve promises, and so you you went through in your book to, to kind of break those down. Now, as a as the father of your household, uh, you know you you can enthrone your your home to to the most sacred heart, and even in the kit that you that you, you provide when um, when you go to your website, uh, it even has uh, it really beautifully done. The uh, uh, what do you call? What exactly do you a call certificate, this? A certificate. certificate. Yes. Yes. Uh, a, a certificate that everybody can sign on the date that, that you guys enthroned the thrown your uh, your home to the Most Sacred Heart. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about that like what what does that process look like and, and why why should men do this?
0: Well, first enthrone, right? That comes you can think of Psalm 102. He was enthroned on high for all generations. Just do a simple Google church, church, Google search. There's tons of scripture with the word enthroned, to place him on a throne. So what we're inviting you to do is to literally practice and complete one of the promises of the Sacred Heart. And it's, I will bless uh, bless every place in which an image of my heart is exposed and honored. So we're connecting that idea of placing him on a throne with exposing the heart, like we talked about putting the image in the home, and then building a love relationship of honor. So it just doesn't you know, get all dusty in the back of your house. But it's so powerful when men, especially fathers, step forward and um, witness the enthronement in front of their family. You you don't need to be perfect to do the enthronement. You just need to be willing to let Jesus in.
1: All right. So we're here with Emily Jaminette from uh, Welcome His Heart. Go to welcomehisheart.com. That is where you can pick up uh, the enthronement set, the whole kit, including her book. Uh, On this other side of the break, we'll we'll, we'll jump into the actual promises and what they really mean. All right. We'll be right back. There's a common thread among thousands of formerly sinful people we now call saints. They had a relationship with God, which then inspired them to set the world on fire, as St. Catherine of Siena put it. But more importantly, and more specifically, it meant they put in the time. They sat with the Lord. They spoke with Him. They listened to Him. daily. They unveiled their hearts and wounds and problems to him. They offered him thanks and gratitude. They left their sufferings with him on the altar. They begged for his help. My question to you is, are you putting in the time? I know that I've sat in front of the church or sat in adoration making this mental grocery list of things that I want. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about... Time to build a consistent, honest relationship. Time to speak and time to listen. Dave and I have talked about on the show before that if you don't have an adoration hour once a week, are you really taking your faith life seriously? Are you really taking your prayer life seriously? But sometimes uh, you need a guide to help you in this holy hour. And so Exodus 90 has specifically put together a guide for you to help with your holy hour. In the show notes, you'll find a simple breakdown that shows you how to structure your time with the Lord. So this guide is also mobile-friendly. If you go to exodus90.com slash TCMS, that's TCMS, the Catholic Man Show, exodus90.com slash TCMS, you can get a free mobile-friendly guide on how to structure your holy hour. Highly recommended. Go check it out.
2: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan, special guest Emily Jaminette. Jaminet, 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 Jaminet.
0: I don't,
2: I don't speak French, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, there's there's a certain appropriateness having a French name and promoting the uh, devotion to the Sacred Heart which started in france right is that what you said yeah so that's kind of cool it's fitting yeah um so let's uh, let's get right into it unless you th- is there anything else we need to do first i think we just get into the secrets because i didn't emily i didn't know that there were secrets and i've told i told my wife like when i come back i'm gonna have some scenes. i'm gonna know things you don't <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, a, go ahead yeah no i was just gonna say secrets promises you know they all kind of if they get you to go a little deeper than than we're doing our job to get you to, to to investigate
2: very good very good so what is the first one
0: sure the first promise is um i will give them all the graces necessary for their state in life so who does not want grace i think you know if you've ever done life the hard way it's always when you don't have enough grace to get through your day is the hard way. So the Lord wants to give you grace in, in not only just what is your vocation in life, but in every moment of your day. And I think that's the most important thing is that you you open the door so that Christ can come in and um, direct us and, and help us.
1: Yeah, I'm always open to uh, avenues right. of receiving more grace. Right, Because you know? <laughs> I'm a heavy user. <laughs> I burned through it pretty quick. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, so you said, so you said, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to You guys
0: just shared this one quote, St. Margaret Mary said, as she said, our Lord will grant you many graces if you have the courage to follow him. So I think that's a great summary of, you know, he's always pouring out the grace. It's us, you know, receiving it and being open to it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the, and the next one is I will establish peace in their homes. Now, as as a father of four little ones that are running around, uh, peace is is not necessarily something that I would label a, in my as a, a typical evening. Sign me up. Sign yeah, me up. Yeah, uh, if I can figure out ways to to increase peace within the home, um, I would like to do I would like to do such things.
0: Well, you know, let's talk about peace for a second. You know, in the scriptures today on Pentecost, we you know heard those powerful words, "Peace be with you," what Jesus shared. And our world, again, has taken that word peace and love, and they've, they've confused us on what the meaning is. Peace is an internal disposition that even when the storms of life are hitting us hard, we can remain stable and focus on our eternal goal. So uh, even when toddlers are running around or I have a house full of teenagers, you know that, that my goal is spiritual stability that's, that's focused on Christ and not being an instigator of, you know, high emotions, anger. You know, so so that peace that Christ wants to offer us is truly a gift. It is a gift.
2: Mm-hmm. Emily, which is worse, a house full of toddlers or a house full of teenagers?
0: Well, um, an 86-year-old <laughs> woman shared with me at an event I led a couple weeks ago. She said, toddlers step on your toes, but teenagers step on your heart. So that was- mm. Uh, Uh. So, so keep that in mind you know there's different um agonies for different stages and i think that the peace if you can cling to his heart and receive you know the peace that christ wants to offer us you know no matter what that trial is like you're going to have an eternal perspective it's it's such a gift
1: What's some of your experiences of peace with, with between husband and wife when doing this? Because I, I instantly went to, to kiddos, but also, you know, obviously being ha- having peace within uh, holy matrimony is very important as well.
0: Well, um, as you were talking before the break, so the enthronement ceremony specifically is a way for a couple, a family, an individual to have an encounter with the heart of Christ, right? Just It's more than just putting an image on the wall, it's saying, okay, Lord, you get to come as. King, Savior, Brother of this friend and friend of this family, you know this of our life. So what I see in peace and relationships, a lot of times people let things go, let that you know forgive each other, mm-hmm. let that baggage go in your marriage that you've been holding on to or holding mm-hmm. over the other person's head for maybe ten mm-hmm. decades, you know. And and so I see that. I also found a really unique fruit. A lot of times, couples will say what was once really important to us, such as our social life or you know watching our favorite shows. The Lord's kind of let that go, and what we realized is we like peace in the home. We don't need you know constant noise. Uh, one of my favorite testimonies came from an elderly woman who said, after the enthronement, I no longer needed the TV to be my best friend. And she'd spent many years married, and and her husband had passed away and she said for you know just the the tv played day and night but then i i came to establish and understand peace the way christ went to be and not just noise so those are a couple of powerful stories but i i know it's impacted my marriage i don't know a marriage that um you know when a husband and wife step forward and say okay jesus come into the messiness of our life that you know the lord does not show up
2: uh when you do the enthronement where do you suggest, where do you recommend that the images themselves be placed?
0: Well, I don't recommend they go in the back storage room. So let's start with the simple. <laughs> we want to keep it in, um, St. Margaret Mary Alacosta, at a predominant place. So, you know, a lot of times family members, some of the people in my community were like, I have no idea where to put it because, you know, I, I need a decorator to tell me. And so I'll say Hire a decorator. It doesn't matter. You know, pick the image (laughs) that works for you. Or just Um,
2: take a little bit of responsibility, you know, and just make a decision on your own.
0: Put it it on the wall. But I, you know, the fireplace is a great place to start. Yeah. Um, A lot of families choose above the television to remind the family members, you know, the kind of images we want coming in our home. Um, If you're like me, I have multiple images because... Nothing reminds me more of Jesus than looking at his heart and reminding me the kind of heart I wanna have. That's what's so powerful about this devotion. It's it doesn't replace a sacrament. It's it's a devotion that leads us closer to Christ. So how you implement it, you know, is, is baby steps and you can't you can't do wrong if you have good intentions.
2: Yeah, we have ours, we have two above the fireplace, which I, I also think that's probably like the best, at least philosophically. The best place you know the fireplace is the hearth the heart of the home it seems like a good it's a fitting place for the heart of jesus Uh um before we go on with the the promises Mm -hmm. i just have this question i think a lot of people might have it's like okay i know and i understand devotion to jesus you know a person having this like relationship with christ conceptually i get that what does it mean like practically to have a devotion to his sacred heart you know how do I uh, express that devotion day to day?
0: Well, first um, first of all, a great question. I think what's unique is that you find an image of the heart of Christ, like you mentioned, we have at welcomesheart.com, and you begin wanting to go deeper into that devotion, such as, you know, all the virtues flow from his heart. So thinking about, you know, he tells us, my heart is meek and humble. So what does a meek and humble heart look like? You know and you begin to to meditate on you know his his heart and i love that mother church gave us a whole month so even if you're like mm. uh emily this is not the devotion for me tough you got a whole month to think about this <laughs> you
2: got to deal with <laughs> so it yeah.
0: up. De- deal with it but um i've also written a couple books on divine mercy and i think it's important to see that these are not like boxing rivaling devotions, like devotions (laughs) always lead us to a closer, you know, encounter with Jesus. So lastly, you know, those images are my holy stop sign where I say, you know, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine, or just Jesus, I love you, or transform my heart. You know, just those little, little prayers are so impactful um, and they help us better live the devotion.
2: Beautiful.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, we've talked about on the show before, you know, the importance of having uh, you know a prayer corner or having a home altar so to speak, mm. at, you know, in your home and a lot of times we we've, we've had people come back and say like, "Okay, I I I made a sacred spot in my home for prayer with my family. But what do I fill it with? You know, what do I do? Uh, there's a crucifix, but what else do I have?" Well, this yeah. is it. This is a perfect thing to put, you know, in your prayer corner or your home altar that you yeah. have in your house, the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus. That way, also your children are looking at the Sacred Heart, as you guys are praying together as a family. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you Very you beautiful. bring up another great point, and that is this is a devotion that at one time was absolutely in every Catholic home. You know, I've talked to priests that lived that were you know grew up in India. All oh, every home had a had a devotion to Sacred Heart. Um, I received a letter from a prisoner um, that actually shared that in South America, every image, no matter every home had an image, no matter he said, no matter how poor you were. Every Catholic home had the heart of Jesus. And he said, if you do anything, just tell people, you know, to have the image of the heart of Christ in their home. And so it's such a renewal because I didn't make that ultimate connection yet. And that is, it reminds us of the Eucharistic heart of Jesus. So the same sacred heart that we have in our home always points us to the Eucharistic heart of Christ that, you know, we are so blessed to receive um, on Sunday and whenever we go to Mass it's it's such a gift so it the it, it two loves uh build a stronger faith
1: yeah okay Excellent. I, um we, let's go to, let's go to number three let's check number three out it says uh, i will comfort them in all of their afflictions now this is uh, one that everybody has afflictions everybody in this world we will suffer on this side of the veil yeah. christ says we will be picking up our cross and following him all the time so uh when we get back We'll we'll, uh, have Emily talk a little bit about how he's going to comfort our afflictions.
2: Mine is my good looks.
1: He's going to comfort you? No,
2: it's my affliction. I'm afflicted
1: with. You're. I'm just... Well well done. All right, we'll be right back. To suffering. (laughs) For all of us. (laughs) Last week, we got our 50 people. Let's do it again. Let's do another 50. Mark Lozano over at Christ Center Capital is doing something absolutely crazy. We talked about it. He, he said, this is something I want to do. I said, okay, if that's what you want to do, let's move forward. Let's do it. 50 people, the next 50 people who sign up using promo code TCMS2022, that's TCMS2022 over at ChristCenterCapital.com gives an absolutely free subscription to Christ Centered Capital. Christ Capital is a watchdog site for Judeo Christian investors. So if you're looking to put your money in an ethical way and get sound advice from Mark Lozano, go to ChristCenteredCapital.com, use promo code TCMS2022. The first 50 people who do so get a free subscription. We want to thank Mark Lozano and Christ Centered Capital for being a sponsor of the Catholic Man Show. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Talking with Emily Jaminette this evening. Go to welcomehisheart.com. This is where you can, you can pick up the whole set, her book on the twelve secrets, the twelve promises that Christ gave on. Uh,
2: don't tell don't tell people what they are. They won't be a secret anymore.
1: Oh, we're, we're doing that right now.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well. But all right. But the people who are listening. Don't they can't tell anybody. That's right.
1: Well, that's also anti what what Christ told us it's to do. It's reverse psychology. Okay. You also have a great uh, uh, wallpaper um, for for your phone that you can put on there, which would be another great way to continue reminding sweet. yourself about uh, Christ's heart um, and, and and continually praying throughout the day. I thought that was really great. It, the website is awesome. I I, I went to it uh, earlier this week and I was like, wow, I'm very impressed. It's really it's a really well done website.
0: Thank you. Well, I love that you brought up um, I will comfort them in all their afflictions because what I love to remind people is that Jesus had the most wounded of all hearts, right? And when you look again at the scriptures and you realize that he was betrayed by his friend with a kiss, you know, imagine he, he sweat blood from agony of knowing what was going to happen. He died um, just through crucifixion and death. And so if you are feeling afflicted, The great news is this is where you want to go is to the wounded heart but it doesn't end there that's where we are healed so his healing is it comes forth to us from his um his wounded heart so i i just i can't get enough of that right like nothing can outdo you know my my pains are like little tiny pebbles um but to jesus they mean so much yeah
2: Yeah. can you just imagine that sweating blood you know like that's a stressful
1: day <laughs> yeah, I've like, have,
2: have never been that stressed before. No, and I know it's possible. Like it, it's like it's something that they doesn't. Can, but I think most of the time, if it happens,
1: you die. You know, like you're not gonna live. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, one thing. I, I I'm sorry, Emily. I I I have to apologize to you because at the very beginning of the show, we talked about enthroning your the home to the most sacred heart, and then I did not ask the follow up question that I should have. Is how do you do such of things? you have it laid out in, in the, in, in, in this prep, in the kit, in the kit of step-by-step. Step, so you don't have to, you know, guess, why don't you, why don't you tell us like, how, how do we do this?
0: So, um, and throw at, again, big word. A lot of people don't know what that means. We broke it down to five simple, easy steps. First, you're going to get an image. So we have images, you can go on Amazon, you know, get, get the right image for you. It could even be a statue, you know, next, you're gonna need to choose the date. And I know that sounds so funny, but every family, everyone's busy and it's easy to let these things go on the wayside. So put it on your calendar, say, okay, on the Feast of the Sacred Heart, you know, this year it's uh, June 24th, I'm gonna enthrone the Sacred Heart in my home. So I always remember that Jesus is King, Lord and Savior, you know, of, of my home, super important, you know, then, Next, we after we choose that predominant place. Well, it's choose a predominant place. Like, where is it going to go? So I know that sounds funny, but putting the nail in the wall, being like, this is this is where Jesus is going to go. We're going to remove all those obstacles. Um, the next point is prepare your heart. So we recommend in our Let the Light In booklet three days of prayer preparation, and it went through a lot of um, really important discussion with our spiritual director working with our diocese, you know, what's, how much preparation? So what I love to tell people is, you know, there's different ways to enthrone. I've seen eight-day preparation, three-day preparation. You could do a, you know, nine-day novena, but but the point is, you actually enthrone. What we found is a lot of times, people would be so caught up in the preparation stage that they forget to actually do the enthronement, right? <laughs> so, so you want to, you know, prepare, we recommend a decade of the rosary in the three-day Let the Light In booklet, but obviously say the whole rosary, but if, you know, your four little kiddos are running around and it's super stressful, don't not enthrone because you felt like you failed um, the preparation. And then lastly, enthronement, you know, invite your your buddies over, invite people over for this really special day in your life. And you might feel a little corny filling out that certificate and being like, why you know, your spouse, like, why are you doing this? Because that day has meaning for you. And what's mm-hmm. so cool is that many people will say, that day, I had no idea how significant it would be. You know, my spouse, a number of times I hear about people, you know, Jesus likes to rearrange the furniture a little bit in your house. So you you might discover things such as, uh, you know, your spouse is struggling with an addiction. And this is the this is the way you need spiritual tools to deal with that. And Jesus is so gentle and kind, and he brings things to light. But those days um, take on tremendous meaning and um, and then that honoring. So now the good news is, guys, I didn't make this up. I have to tell you, I do not get any credit for enthronement. <laughs> it actually is rooted in the father of enthronement, um, Father Matteo, who was a Catholic priest, and he had it officially approved in 1907. And um, what was interesting is his, you know, um, realization was that he could see the impact of secularism and modernism on impacting the family in 1907. So Mm -hmm. this was a 40 year mission to promote, you know, this Christ centered devotion in the home. And um, then this is families change when fathers um, lead in prayer and, and welcome Christ into the home.
2: Yeah, Emily, I suspect that at our judgment that this will be a day that we go back to where Christ very well may draw draw like a dividing line in our lives, right? Where just how, you know, that was so impactful in our family life, in our home life, for our domestic church. Um, So I'm glad that you have the certificate because it is something worth remembering and cel- like having celebrating as a you know a feast day for you personally for your family
1: yeah and it's it's a physical like uh, reminder that even your kids get to sign it so like they will they it'll like bring their to their memory like throughout the years to come and how they even sign their name and th- i mean all that kind yeah. of thing uh, i think it's very important i think that's an important part of the physical part of the spiritual aspect
2: emily i like aside from just celebrating your annual uh you know the uh you know on the the day of your enthronement is is it recommended at some point like oh it's been 10 years like i'm gonna enthrone again you know like like renewing your wedding vows or something
0: you are absolutely right you know you can re-enthrone monthly you could re-enthrone and it's really cool my parents always we always do a re-enthronement on christmas when we gather or easter mm, That's a great idea. They say before we give all those christmas presents it's been all that money. Let's remind ourselves of who's the real king here. And um, it's really beautiful. So I encourage anyone to, you know, we, we just renewed our enthronement uh, during COVID as a family. So, and then to think of the, the growth, I mean, guys, I had no interest in promoting enthronement back in 2013 when this happened, but my life changed. I literally like saw the world differently. And I saw that somebody's, you know, what's so powerful, like think of the words of Joshua, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Like somebody's got to say that in your home. And it might just be you. I mean, a lot of people say I'm the only practicing Catholic. Everyone's left the church. You can still say those words and mean them and build a a covenant of love with with the sacred heart. And, you know, lastly, it's a little different than personal consecration because consecration prayer is you consecrating your life, to Mary or Joseph or the Sacred Heart, but enthronement is encompassing all of your family. It it has a blessing to it that is is very unique. And so even if your family is all on the other side, you know they still benefit, especially your family in purgatory. For you, at, you know offering up your daily joys, works and sorrows to the Lord and witnessing or going about and doing the enthronement. So.
1: This would be a perfect thing for, uh, your, your engaged encounters. Whenever you're doing engaged encounters Mm. to get them as a gift. We do, you do, man, it's like,
2: we're on it. We're on it. Thank you. You guys are on the ball. Thank you. Deacon Thomas.
1: Uh, very good. Very good. Yeah. I mean, that, that is a great thing to do though. You know, as, as you find somebody they're engaged or something like that, to, to get that for them as they're coming together in a new home, you know, okay. You, you know, you're starting your lives together and you're making vows to the church and to Christ let's go ahead and make sure that your home isn't thrown right. in Christ as well. That's a great, I like that A little idea.
2: coercion, you know, like... <laughs> Never hurts anybody. Never hurt anybody. In fact, it helped a lot. Helped a lot of people. So what's the, what, uh, what's the next one?
1: Uh, the next one is, I will be I will be there to secure refuge during life and above all, in death. Mm. I like so, that.
0: So I think that's really important. Many of us um, are really struggling with anxiety and fear, fear of death, you know, fear of this world. And I think that, you know, the Lord continues to speak when he spoke to St. Margaret Marialico saying, "Like my heart is your refuge. Like it doesn't matter. This is where you go to receive my love and, and to, to cling to who I am. So I can't, you know, say enough about this type of spirituality because ask any priest, anyone that's lived this devotion, they die differently. That's my brother is a Catholic priest. And, and he's like, Emily, holy people die differently than those that are scrambling at the end of their life, you know, trying to discover religion like this, this devotion develops a very deep wells of spirituality. And I can't, I can't say enough.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I think that, if, you know, if you're on your deathbed, uh, there's a lot more peace that knowing that you've already, you know, uh, sure, enthroned and yourself to, to Christ and his mercy and, and his love and his heart. Um, compared yeah. to trying to figure out the last minute things that you have to do.
2: One thing I really love about this particular devotion is that it it puts devotion I, or in like it orders it rightly. I think that oftentimes there's a, um, a trap, so to speak, about devotions where it's up to me to do like this work, you know, like, oh, you know, my devotion is based on the fact that I'm saying all these prayers, you know, I'm really putting in all, I'm putting in the work, right? And so I'm like getting out what I put in. And that's just really not, not how it works with Jesus, right? Um, So
1: thank goodness.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Thanks be to God that that's not the case.
2: Right. So on the other side of this break, we're going to get, get to the rest of the, the promises. Yes. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.
1: Hey, I'm Adam Minahan and this is David Niles from the Catholic Man Show. And we are so excited because we are going on
2: pilgrimage to Ireland. We're going this September, September 15th through the 24th. We're going to go to some amazing Catholic places in the country. As you know, the Catholic tradition in Ireland is so deep and rich. And while we're there, we're also going to be visiting some distilleries, if you can even imagine that. You know, us, the Catholic Man Show. So we're going on basically a (laughs) cathedral and distillery pilgrimage to Ireland, it's going to be awesome.
1: And, and because we're going on a, a distillery tours that are not typical for the tourist, Dave, we're not taking a bunch of people. We're not taking sixty people. We're not taking fifty people. We're capping this off at thirty people because we want to be able to That's have it. it. We want it to be intimate. We want it to be able to uh, go to places that normal tourists don't get a chance to go to. Uh, so go to select international slash Catholic Mancho for more information.
2: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with Adam Minahan and Emily Jaminette. Thanks for being with us, Emily.
0: Thank you for having me.
2: We're talking about the Sacred Heart of Jesus. My favorite of all the hearts. Probably in order. Sacred Heart. Immaculate Heart.
1: The Most chaste Spouse. St. Joseph's Most Chaste Spouse.
2: Yeah, then him. Then, like, Purple Heart chocolate heart (laughs) chocolate heart, five chocolate heart in that order (laughs) not white chocolate dark chocolate okay okay um so but right before the the break i was just mentioning how uh, what i love about the devotion itself is that it's um it it, i think orders us rightly in the relationship between us and in christ in that it allows him and it like makes us recognize that he's the one doing the work right uh we've opened up a space and now we're just simply like letting him love us right and we're just kind of receiving it and i just i really really love that other i i love all kinds of devotions all all holy things but um sometimes that like i said sometimes i think they have the tendency to make us think as if we're buying grace right because we're working for it or something um and so this is just really great Jesus well, it changes just
0: like how you read the scriptures too, right? Like this devotion transforms every aspect of your life. Because you're striving to have a heart like Christ, knowing that he has a perfect heart. So your holiness isn't just head knowledge. It's – this is where the battleground is, right? Right in your heart. It's it's awesome.
1: Totally. So the next one, I'm curious uh, on something maybe that you've either heard – either. Uh, um, personal level or some feedback that you've gotten. The next one is uh, I'll bestow abundant blessings upon all of their undertakings. What's something that maybe you've heard from somebody or maybe even in your personal life that, that, that you can say like, yep, that's absolutely true.
0: Well, I think what's absolutely true is the Lord provides the correct order of our life, right? So first and foremost, what are the undertakings that you should be investing all your time in? So if you're investing all your time in your career and a very little in your family and in your faith, he is going to help blossom the other areas and maybe give you a new perspective. I think that's you know really true. You know, being first in the state of grace, second, you know, what is the Lord calling us to do? And have I seen this, you know, firsthand? Yes. Uh, I'm having a webcast on June 14th at uh, sacredheartwebcast.com and I'm interviewing different people on this promise. And one of our guests is saying it it transformed his business because he realized it was no longer him holding it up, you know, with sweat and tears, but rather handing it over to Christ and saying, this is for your glory. It's, it's a very different right way of setting things up. I don't know if you feel this way with the Catholic man show, but it, the Lord has to lead and we have to follow. So it, it puts things, um, definitely back in order.
2: Emily, one thing I love about the website is you actually have an enthronement for a business for your, for your office which is a great idea. Great evangelization tool. As yeah. Well. Step one is obtain permission, right? Like if it's not, it's not your business, you know, get permission first, right? Because you need to follow the chain of authority, right? But right. That just I would have never thought about that. I think that's a, a great idea.
0: Well, there was um, a woman who owned a, a really amazing predominant spa in our community who did the enthronement. And, you know, it was right before COVID. Who would have ever thought And now she's like, I can't believe what we endured and the steps that we took to keep our business going. Like so many businesses like need Christ now more than ever Mm. because there's a lot more obstacles for sure.
1: Uh, One of the next ones is I'm going to skip a little bit just for the sake of time. And also because I want everybody to actually go buy the book and read through because we're only being able to to touch very, very short amount of each individual promises but one of the next ones i really liked is lukewarm souls shall become fervent you know we don't no one wants to be lukewarm i mean hot or cold at least you know what side you're on lukewarm is is like god's vomit he's spitting you back out that's not where you want to be and i think everybody can relate to somebody in their family or a friend who has become lukewarm in their faith become lukewarm (laughs) in in, in their faith and so uh this is this is something that is this is Again, a, a calling back of Christ, constantly calling us back to him so that we, we can love him, not only for us, but for our family members as well.
0: Well, in practicing the spirituality, devotion of the sacred heart with how we love our loved ones really does matter, right? You know, a lot of times we can be bitter and angry that they've left the church. Well, that's not going to bring them back to the church. It, you know, they almost put their, their, their heels in the sand even harder. Yeah. So a lot of this devotion is saying those powerful words of, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? You know, I'm working on my very own heart to love you to the next level. Joy in our in our love. And and that transformed faith does, it is attractive to people when we authentically practice our faith and yet we don't compromise. So um that I, I've seen it day in and day out. People call me and say, I can't believe what this has done to my own faith life because actually the the lens of pride is starting to come down and i'm seeing the areas where maybe i've contributed to um you know hurting those ones around me and it's just it's a deepening it's it's really really powerful
1: yeah and i, I mean I, obviously we, we continually want to to grow in our spiritual life right you, you never want to become stagnant because being stagnant is is always a a decline you know you're, you're you're never being stagnant is not where you want to be in your spiritual life you always want to continue growing so you go hopefully maybe you're you you feel like you're just kind of going through the motions you're just kind of you're you're mm-hmm. not living the uh, a full life so you come from lukewarm to maybe fervent and then the next promise is becoming fervent souls quickly to a higher per, to high perfection so we're just continually ascending towards perfection and because uh, we're continually growing probably closer to christ and his love but um that, well, is a, that is a strong, that is a strong look, promise.
0: Right? Like, let's just look to the saints to practice this devotion. It wasn't just St. Margaret Mary Alico, but it's like, we can do an entire litany. John Paul II, Padre Pio, you know, St. Teresa of um, Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta. I mean, just name the saint. And a lot of them had this strong devotion to the heart of Christ. So I, I like to stay where... The greats like to be, and, and this is a good devotion uh, for that for sure.
2: Yeah, I imagine that probably all of them, all the saints, you know, like since the time, since this, you know, in the last 400 years or so, have had a devotion to his sacred heart. I'm just gonna like take a go out on a limb and, and say that's probably the case. What's yeah. the next
1: one? Uh, I will bless every place in which an image of my heart is exposed and honored. Mm.
0: So that's the action, right? That's where the enthronement. So there's two actions, and that is one, not too hard, right? Place the image up, develop that relationship with Christ, get that image blessed by your local pastor. That's a great way to tell him, hey, we're having the enthronement. Can you bless our image? Um, We don't require a priest to, you know, witness the enthronement in the home. We always welcome priests. My brother's a priest. You know, they can come for dinner. They can bless the home but the the enthronement is really the family inviting christ in and um that's not required uh that the priest is present for this enthronement
1: yeah and that's a good distinction because you don't want to, you don't want to sit there and wait and, and and kick it down the road kick the can down the road right. again waiting 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 and then not be able to do it um yeah uh, and the next the next promise is awesome i mean we have priests that listen to the show um you know shout out to uh, father brian o'brien but uh the next one is uh, i will give priests the gift of touching the most hardened hearts sweet that was
0: a fun chapter to write i actually interviewed a bunch of priests on that exact i'm like how you know how has the devotion influenced your priesthood and you know that's they said you know especially um in the sacrament of reconciliation to be able to be have a heart like christ in loving um everyone when they come in and just the honor of of that. So I think that priests have a special role. We need to pray for our priests. They, they do very much heavy lifting from um, all the sacraments, but I, I can't say enough for priests. And, and many priests have told me that they've received their devotion from when their parents had a devotion to the Sacred Heart. So that mm-hmm. devotion was always, you know, in their, in their family. And I like to say the Sacred Heart brings happy, holy, healthy homes. That's that's the mission: is that we all can have a happy, holy, healthy home, so vocations can can foster and, and grow. Uh,
1: okay, so I'm gonna skip number eleven. I, I, I we'll just read it, but then because I want to make sure that we get to the last one. But the, the eleven, which is not to be, I, I we have I have to at least say it because it's, it, yeah, it's, it's pretty it's intense. Pretty I mean, sweet. Yeah, th- those who shall promote this devotion shall have their names written in my heart, which is
2: we're looking at you, Emily.
1: Yes.
0: you're there you invited me so you're a promoter too
1: (laughs) Uh, is that a catholic hack is that one of those like catholic hacks you just want to make sure it's sort
2: of like praying for the souls in purgatory (laughs) it's like this is this is multiplying i'm multiplying my own
1: graces right now (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay so emily why don't you why don't you tell us what number 12
0: is well the 12 one is just so powerful i will um i promise you in the excessive mercy of my heart that my all-powerful love will grant to all those who receive holy communion on the first Friday in nine consecutive months the grace of final perseverance they shall not die in my disgrace nor without receiving their sacraments my divine heart shall be their safe refuge in the last moments i mean how that it's called the great promise that's the the nickname but how great is that so i love it's another way to think of it is called the first Friday devotion, go to mass on every first Friday and recall the Lord's passion and death and then do acts of reparation. So when we receive Holy communion, we say, Jesus, for all those that don't love you, I love you. I'm here. I'm here to comfort you. So that, that spirituality, it, it just changes you.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be able to receive the sacraments not at your final, moment in, in this life is, is extreme. I mean, that's that, that's what we all want. I mean, that's why yeah. you pray for a good death, right? That's why you pray to St. Joseph for a good death so that you can uh, receive the last sacraments and uh, all the ejaculatory prayers that come along with that. So if you are uh, listening on the Catholic radio station, your local Catholic radio station, go check us out on the show.com because we have a promo code and a book that we're going to be talking about. So uh, on our podcast, go check us out. Uh, we're on the lord's team the winning side so raise your glass
2: and cheers to jesus
1: cheers sorry Emily. i had to wrap wrap up there very very quickly i apologize perfect um okay so okay so that i mean that last one though is, is so so what happens though if somebody doesn't like, let's say let's say they're in uh, month eight and they don't get to the ninth one, do they have to start all over? Like, how does this work for all of our scrupulous friends out yeah, there? Yeah, have to start over. Uh,
0: <laughs> all of our scrupulous friends, uh, my advice is continue with the devotion for the rest of your life. Don't ever assume, because there's grace, right? If, if you don't need that, it goes to someone else. I always think of it like, just keep running your race every single month. That first Friday is a reminder. And um, so don't ever, if you get to nine, you know, start over and go back to one. If you hit eight, I, I recently had to start back over, and I was like so frustrated. But then, you know, my husband and I went to First Friday Mass this past First Friday, and it was awesome. So maybe I wouldn't have made that such a huge priority if I wasn't trying to track um, this this ongoing goal.
2: <laughs> so you can't go to like the five p.m. Friday Mass and have that count for First Friday and First Saturday that does interesting you know, well
0: usually the first friday mass is a votive mass to the sacred heart of jesus so right. um usually that's you know so if it's a vote if it's, if it's yeah i i think mary's mass has to be on saturday yeah
2: that's what i think too i'm just, uh, <laughs> just checking <laughs> <laughs>
1: um okay so um once again it, it is uh, welcomehisheart.com. welcome you have a beautiful image that that comes with the the kit. That's also very thick. It has the prayers on the back. Uh, I really like that. Then it also comes with an actual, uh, uh, just a car, a picture of it. But it has the the morning offering, the prayer, of the holy heart of Jesus, and the renewal prayer. So that way, if you've already done this, but you're like, yeah, I should probably renew this prayer. You can ha- you can get it, and that also will, will will come in the kit. And then also, like we had mentioned before, your certificate. That way, I love it. Actually, I don't think it's, uh, like this is something that I, maybe I'm just. You know, no,
2: I, I don't think it, you. I think you said corny or cheesy. I yeah, said, I
1: yeah, and when you said that, I was like, I, I don't know. I kind of eat this stuff up. This is yeah, the kind of stuff I like, that I, it. I like because it, it reminds you. It's a daily reminder. It's like and Catholic it's like sacramental a, kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like a thumbprint of your family history, like a snapshot. Like, boom, this is the day. Yeah. You know, this is like uh, what happened in this moment. This is everybody got to sign it. It was a big deal. Like, it's a should, big deal for our family. You should be buried with it. <laughs> <laughs> you can like, I am. Um,
0: I also tape mine on behalf behind my image. Like, I have a bigger image, so I taped uh-huh. it behind there. But people have told me they've gone to antique stores and they found old images with everyone's signature on it, and you know, like oh. 1925. You know, they so really cool. Like this, this is a tradition that's gone on since early enthroment took off in in 19, 1907.
2: That is very cool. We have uh, the images we have um, are also very old. I don't know. Uh, we got them from my wife's parents, actually from her grandparents um and so like they have that old vintage look like awesomeness mm-hmm. you know like they just used to make things more awesome than they do now in yeah. many in many ways
1: yeah um okay but you also wrote uh, you co-authored a book uh with a good friend of ours who's a, a supporter of the sh- of the show why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about that because i have a, uh i've been using it my family has been using it on multiple levels uh, a very practical level, but then also a spiritual one. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that book?
0: Sure. Uh, Michael Lamort lives um, in Columbus, Ohio with me, and he invited me to be part of this editing process, putting together an actual Sacred Heart devotional that has all the old prayers. So it wasn't so much, you know, Secrets of the Sacred Heart, I walk you through the Twelve Promises, and it's a devotional, but this, we just wanted a prayer book, like, with all the old prayers. So that's exactly what it is. And it's really a neat resource because you can find old novenas, the salutations, the litanies, you know, any, if you, if you want to gut even dive deeper, deeper, um, I definitely recommend the Sacred Heart devotional. And Michael's awesome. He actually um, set up a really easy URL to remember, sacredheartdevotional.com. And he gave us a coupon code, which is PCMS22. So um, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's on Amazon, anywhere else, but... If you want to go deeper, um, this is this is where I, I like to go.
2: Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it's fifteen percent off on the book if you use that promo code. Yeah. So
0: yeah, he
1: also does a lot of other ones as well. I mean, he, he does a devotional with Saint Thomas Aquinas. I mean, th- he has a whole set of these devotionals. So he's he's been doing this for a while uh, and has has quite a few of them. They're highly I highly recommend them. You should go check them out. Uh, I I've, I've used the Saint Saint Thomas Aquinas one. And then we've actually been using this Sacred Heart devotion. I told you in between the break, Emily, one of the things that we're doing, because we homeschool our, our, our children, one of the things I've used is I'm using these old prayers that he that you guys put in there and the old hymns and using it as a, a handwriting assignment for the kids every morning. Like, so that's what their handwriting assignment is, is, is going from this book to handwriting. So, um, which is a good, I think is a, a good,
0: do you homeschool by chance? You know, it's so fun that you asked me that. Um, I homeschooled for eight years. Okay. And then I, um, you know, I knelt down one night at the Sacred Heart image, and I'm like praying, and I really felt like the Lord um, inviting me to close that door. So I, I said, yeah. Jesus, I need a miracle if if I'm going to walk into a Catholic school. So we prayed the Holy Heart of Jesus prayer, and we prayed it, you know, ever since uh, for the Catholic school tuition, and and uh, it's it's been amazing, the journey just from that. That transition.
1: so i get to say i mean eight years that was, that That's was a, long a long time oh yeah. no no, yeah this, i i just i just asked that because you, you you i understand now you know that you have to get really creative a lot of times with how how do i implement some of these things yeah um you know and so that was just one way that i, I like that way because they're they're writing it and they're memorizing it you know just it, but they're also you know having to do their homework assignment their handwriting assignment but we also are using it we're, we're using the the hymns because you also have a lot of really great old hymns uh, in there so we sing we use those um we're using it for this month at the end of dinner together uh, and just trying our best to say i mean none of us are very musically inclined but we're it's okay that's jesus gave us the talents that we have and we're just gonna you know we're just gonna sing you know we're it's like we're them, gonna we'll use it the best we can you We're know? abuse them i'm just not, yeah not just gonna sure try. sometimes but, but that's we're... what that's that's what we're doing for this month on uh, you know for the sacred heart and so i highly recommend uh the book it's, re- it's really great oh that's
0: awesome i love that
1: so
2: Emily, once if you could just like summarize up, what is the enthronement again, just briefly, for the people sure. who like you know, because we've talked about a lot of different things.
0: Well, I think the enthronement just think of as this is welcoming Jesus into your life in a new way, you know, welcoming him into your heart, into your home, and letting him come, you know, not just as Lord, but as king savior brother and friend of the family you're building a covenant so even if your family is broken even if you are alone jesus never you're never alone because jesus is always with us so i can't say enough about implementing the next step and not just being a good catholic going to mass but you're know, transforming your home encountering his heart
1: yeah, and as, you know, as Catholics, you know, the, the month of, of June is, like you said, is, is, is the month of the Sacred Heart. I know the secular world is trying to say it's something else. It is not. It is the Sacred Heart. Um, and so uh, this is a great way to be able to live liturgically in your home, to, to apply what is happening on Sundays into your home, and uh, like you said, in welcoming Christ into your home, at the Eucharistic heart into your home, and let him lead you and your family.
0: It, I, I really recommend, as I mentioned, I have older children, 22 to 6. You know, this is how we're called to talk about what is love. So don't shy away from this month. Um, instead, embrace the virtues of of Jesus. As I have an airplane flying over. Oh, I office. was
1: like, yeah, I was like, what is that? I was thinking, I was like looking down, like, is that my microphone
0: or, or what happened? You know, no, an airplane, of course, right? Of course, oh. right. When I talked about that, but that's the truth is don't shy away from what is love. My children all know that that true love comes from Jesus and that we know what love looks like. We we know that is the person of Jesus and that his virtues flow forth. So we need to go back to this devotion of end times. That's what St. Gertrude said, the devotion of the Heart of Jesus was for end times when hearts would grow cold. So this is a great a great reminder of, you know, the, Jesus is with us.
2: You know, I just can't think of a reason not to do this. Uh, I've been trying, and I, I haven't come up with any. Like, Just even from a natural level, the images themselves are beautiful. So, you one, can't say that.
1: You, yeah, you can't use that as an excuse.
2: Right, you're adding beauty to the home. It's not like, oh, this is going to require you to like say a prayer for 10 minutes every day for the rest of your life. You know, it's just like, the point is that you put the images up and then you know like do that ceremonially and invite christ in and then you you appreciate them you know and let them be a reminder for you and for your household let your guests see them you know like put them in a prom so there's not there's not like the the cost is super low you mm-hmm. know um and if you ask, if you do not have any money you can get some for free yeah no, no
0: and, and you know we um we also have Recently, been helping Catholic schools do the enthronement. That's super rewarding. Like you mentioned, businesses,
2: oh, yeah, parishes,
0: way. homes. Um, the evangelization packet, the one we've been talking about, it's really neat when you know a parish says, "I want a large order. Like I want to get these in homes." Um, this is really important that we help facilitate. You know that that the home is transformed, is converted, not just you know going to mass each Sunday, but the culture of the home and we had a men's conference in Ohio. Do you know? Give them to all the men. They had blessed at the conference. They received formation, and that was their action. You know, everyone loves a good action. Go forth and, and do the enthronement. So you can be as creative as you want.
1: Well, Emily, I got to tell you, I'm I'm incredibly grateful for you and your ministry. Thank you so much for uh, coming onto the show. But thank you more importantly for 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 loving Jesus and and, and promoting him.
0: Well, thank you for having me on the Catholic Man Show. As a woman, it's a really big privilege, so I'm super <laughs> honored to be, uh, to be a guest. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Okay, so if you, again, it's a welcomehisheart.com, welcomehisheart.com. Also, the uh, uh, the other book that you co-authored with uh, Michael Lamour is uh, Sacred Heart Devo- Book of Devotions. Uh, you can just look that up, Sacred Heart Book of Devotions. Use promo code TCMS22, and you get 15% off.
2: Thanks again. Thanks, Emily. Hi, this is Bishop David Condorla of the Diocese of Tulsa in Oklahoma. So let us pray. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother, To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen.